how his country needs him here. Cristiano Ronaldo, yes! Oh, yes! Nani. Rooney! Oh, wonderful! What a goal! And what a time! In what a place! What a play! Wayne Rooney out of this world! Comes out to Essien! Oh, my goodness. What an unbelievable strike. It's Freddie Youngberg again, pushed out by Bartes. Wilson! Arsenal have scored yet again in the Premiership, and this could be the most crucial goal of all. The full-time whistle! It's glory, glory, Tottenham Hotspur! What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Pace and Power podcast. I'm your host, Ed Downing. With me today, it's just Hammerson. It's me and him. How's it going? Hello, hello. We're a lonesome two today. We are. Bank holiday weekend. So it's wiped out the Pace and Power podcast, as has the last month, to be honest. So, you know, we're back on our monthly schedule, which has not happened yet. But yes, it's good to be back. Um, a lot of stuff has happened since we last discussed the goings on in the football world, Hammerson. A lot of things to talk about, a lot of things to get through. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's not I don't, I don't know should we even said should we just go through what's happened since we I mean we've, roll, missed, roll off we've missed a lot we should do like a little catch up I reckon like obviously mm. you and I have got the only two relevant teams in London that are going to get top four covered yeah. Um, well yeah let's, let's, <laughs> let's not United are, are, are gaining on us but we'll get into that we'll get oh, into that I mean I mean Mm. But yeah, um, do you want to? How about you do? You do a little the latest in Spurs land. Yeah, all right. I'll do. I'll do a, Spur, a Spurs I'd update. Say, I'd say you guys have had a pretty good, pretty good month. In all honesty. Yeah, I'll keep it as I brief as possible. Keep it as brief as possible. But yeah, today was was you know one of the defeat to, at home to at home to the best team in the entire world, Brian, the best manager in the entire world. Going past, I don't know why you like them so much. <laughs> no, I, I know I actually don't like Brighton, but I um I really like Graham Potter, and when his style works, is nice to see. And today, like just yeah, we were just outplayed. But up until this point, I was down the dumps this time a month ago. Spurs were going nowhere. We'd lost like three games in a row. When I was Arsenal, it was bro. Well, yeah, I, I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> that so, thank you for reminding me. Uh, got beat in the League Cup, oh, that was ages ago, by Chelsea. And yeah, it's just, it was just sort of same old shit, really. Yeah, and then I was... thought, you know, Arsenal picking up results left, right, centre, winning here, there and everywhere. You you guys listen back on the other episodes, you hear the confidence in Pat and Ed's voice. You, yeah. They were loving life. Yes, yeah, if you could listen to them now. Crazy. Notable by their absence is all I can say, because how, yeah. how the yeah, turn there's, takes. There's a reason they're not here. Um, and yeah, it's kind of it's kind of been on the reserve on the reverse until today. Very unspurs like, just absolutely destroying teams left, right, and center. It's been great. It's been beautiful. Harry Kane, human son, just an absolute joy. It's an absolute joy to watch. And uh, I'm now expecting that we get the most sickening BS ever to end the season. And Man United get fourth. Um, oh, so uh, save I mean, this because it's happening. I think whoever ends up somehow not. Or somehow getting fourth out of you lot, I think it's going to be someone is going to experience some sickening BS. Because I mean, I would say as an Arsenal fan, the last few games probably are that sickening BS. Then mm. I would have, I would have said like today could have been, and yeah, it's just. It, it, I feel like it's just a story with top four recently. Is just, it's just fuck up after fuck up, like. Every the last few years, like last year, I remember, like, wasn't it like we were playing someone on the final day, and I think we bottled it by losing a couple of times or other, and then like after we got battered by West Brom, and we needed, was it Leicester to get points against you or you points mm. against Leicester, and it was like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah no, we needed Leicester to drop points, and then Bale goes and scores you a hat trick when you're two 0 down and wins three two or something like that to get us top four. And it's just like it's just like every year teams have have just since like the last four or five years it's just been bottle after bottle. But who's ended up getting it? But yeah. not wanting I, don't, it. I don't know. I don't like. It's been weird. 
like every like Arsenal, I kind of expected Arsenal to lose today because they did. So this time last week was probably the best possible weekend for Spurs in top in terms of really a top four race because all three of yeah. our competitors lost and one of them West Ham like West Ham is just out of that race now because because of, of last week I think. Um, so we um, were loving life. I'm not going to go as far as making that claim, you know. I think, I think they are. I think they're, they're, I, going, they're going all the way in that Europa League, and they're going to be giving everything. They'll, they'll lose know. to Arsenal. They'll lose to Man United. Hundred, hundred percent. I don't know. I think I think it's too too soon to call that because what what are your fixtures looking like? Have you got some tricky ones in there? Ooh, yeah, yeah, we got, got some. North, you've got Liverpool away in a North London derby. Yeah, then we got we have got cakewalks after that though. It's, yeah, it's cake central You've got a couple of nice ones in there, but there's some there's some there's some pretty gnarly ones in the middle. I can I can see West Ham giving it a good go. Yeah. But my okay, so my Spurs update to sum it all up nicely is I'm happy, but I'm quietly anticipating the most disgusting downfall of all time. That's what I'm saying. I, I know I, I can the just end is it. nigh for Tottenham. The end is nigh. Chelsea. <laughs> quick quick um, fire update here, Hamson. I mean, aside from a pretty horrible blip a couple of weeks ago, you know, with the most embarrassing defeat to Brentford, followed by a pretty dismal to bad performance against Madrid at home. Um, it's been okay, I guess. I mean, cup semi-final. Yeah, cool. Couple of league wins, like I say, apart from the pretty shocking performance against Brentford, but then we go away and smash Southampton 6 0. And then when Tuesday, you know, one of the most painful defeats in my life as a Chelsea fan, that's just standard in it. <laughs> Not even a defeat, though. And uh, oh, yeah, yeah well, it wasn't, it wasn't even a fucking defeat, <laughs> yeah, right. Well, let, let's just talk <laughs> well, about that. Why? That's so painful. That should be the main focus of, of this episode. I think we'll talk a little bit about the game, but then broadly the implications of that game. Because, you know, um, watching as an avid Madridista in, in a uh, Essex pub, I was, I was, <laughs> I, even I was shocked at what I was seeing there. There was, was some utterly despicable calls. Um, I but mean, let's, let's just get into it. I think it. The, best, the best way to sum it up is. I think that is possibly one of the best performances away from home ever in the Champions League. And it's never going to be remembered because obviously it didn't amount to anything. I think that's the best way to sum it up. <laughs> Fuck <Yeah>. off. <laughs> Stop chuckling. Yeah. Well, I mean, in, in, I think in the perspective of Chelsea fans, I though. Do. I honestly rated how well we played that highly. Do you think that's like not me even over exaggerating? No, no, Chelsea were unbelievable. Chelsea were absolutely unbelievable, actually. And um it was pure domination. And Madrid weren't even like poor, I didn't think. Uh none of the Chelsea goals were I mean, Rudiger was absolutely unmarked for one. For a corner, which you know, um, my God. But aside from that, like the Chelsea goals were really, really, really high standard. Yeah, like don't and, get me um, wrong. Don't get me wrong, we had a slice of luck with the Rudy goal from the corner, but like you say, there is no no way in hell how many calls across the two legs we had go against us that flat just ever really like just mm. more Champions League BS. Well, let's let's start off by saying like the, the main moment in question here was the Marcus Alonso goal. So Chelsea would were two 0 up. And then, in like in that space of ten minutes, he scored three goals, and the third of which was disallowed for some absolute bullshit. I think he cut in onto his onto his right, and the ball went somewhat near his hand, but not even didn't even make contact with the his most, hand. The most insignificant of touches, like could have been more minute if you tried, like off the fucking small of his wrist, like if you yeah. So no, no, there was no control. There was no. He didn't control the ball or anything like that by doing that. It was just sort of incidental. It had already come off um, his thigh for God's sake. It was literally off his thigh, yeah. the tiniest of touches, and then landed in the same place it would have landed had it not hit his hand. Like, if you were saying if if that had happened in if the Real Madrid defender had controlled it like that, 
you'd never ever give a penalty for that. Um, so to, to pull it back like that is is pretty criminal, in my opinion. The maddest, the maddest thing for me is everyone who obviously wasn't a Chelsea fan or didn't just accept... Amazon sounds far away, by the way, because he's cutting a pizza. <laughs> I am being a fat slob. No, um, <laughs> the maddest thing for me is that obviously people who were just like, oh, it's the handball rule, you know? We've seen handballs this year with arms like fully outstretched and it's been been contacted and they've not been given yeah yet some people still have the audacity on on, on that to say that oh yeah it's a handball it's the rules like bullshit it's the rules mm. the most sus thing about it was a million times worse not given a million times over not even like one-offs. Like the most sus thing was like the, they went to the screen immediately after the goal went in and it, 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 you really got the impression as a fan watching that they are looking for a reason to disallow <laughs> it. That like Because you, you, you saw it. You're like, why is it going to be AR? Like, nothing happened. Why is it going to be AR? No one, no one saw it in normal time. I think that's the best way to sum it up. Like, if, if there wasn't a VAR, if VAR didn't exist, that goal would have stood and no one would ever have said boo to anything. It was just a goal and that was that. Like, I mean, yeah, you can say the same about previous things that have happened. Like, I obviously the most famous handball goal, you know, Arsenal legend um, Thierry, you know, a quite mm. bait handball that no one saw. Obviously the hand of God at the time as well, no one saw. But... <laughs> We're talking Dick and Gravy. They were very much intentional. That couldn't have been more unintentional <laughs> if you tried. Like, yeah, yeah, and it really for us as well. It sparked a, a wider discussion about um, refereeing, especially in Europe. I believe I, I, I'd go as far to say as that I believe there is some level of of, of tinkering. Oh with, well, it always uh, seems to be sp- in Europe. The it's always, in Europe, it's always Spanish class. Like we know, we don't even need to speak about them, but we know there's a certain northeast team that always gets decisions going their way. Um, but which is what in Spain, like what northeast no, Spain? No, I'm talking about Bilbao, like Bilbao. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Bilbao yeah. <laughs> no, the northwest actually. Funny enough, funny enough, no, no, I'm not talking about Bilbao. I mean, northeast English club, but um. Yeah, if we're, well, are you talking about Liverpool? Because Liverpool, the Northwest, have aren't they? Shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fa- Newcastle United famously get the decisions. Of this course. is why I do sports medicine and not geography. Your <laughs> feeling will come in clutch there. Yeah, no, so yeah, Liverpool are probably the most stark yeah, beneficiaries of this recently. I'd seen um, well, in, in Europe, it's a billion percent the Spanish clubs that seem to benefit the most. Always, not even even way before VAR. We all we all know this. We all know this. We've seen it Most, time and time again. So I was reminded when I saw that game, that uh, Chelsea game in the midweek. I was reminded of this one thing from we you know when the Spurs got knocked out of the Champions League quarterfinal, I believe, by Juventus when we were playing at Wembley, Isn't and we lost very very in very yeah, very yeah, narrow. Yeah, yeah, that one, that one, <laughs> that one. Um, no. I remember them saying that the the Tottenham sort of delegation, if you like, because they hadn't hosted a team like Juventus yet at Wembley, I don't think. We played Real Madrid, but this is very different, apparently. And like the chairman of Juventus, I think it's Agnelli, if, mm-hmm. if he was back then, was like in the referee's room in the tunnel before the game saying, like, putting the fucking pressure on from like minute one, like it's second dodgy, one, basically. isn't it? Like, I mean, you heard, I don't know if you saw Tuchel's interview but he went to speak to the ref afterwards and he was already over with Ancelotti and, and their little group just having a laugh and having a joke. And it's like, it's full time. You don't stand around laughing and jeering while another manager's coming to give you a handshake. Like, very, very yeah. sketchy. Yeah, no, I, 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 can, I can imagine. They want Real Madrid to be in there. It doesn't make... And this is not an allegation I'm making, first of all. Not, not that this will ever be pulled up by the police. As a as a as a, uh, a slander, not, I know exactly but, what you're going to say. It's not the first time we've had this discussion either. Go back to, to 2009 
And we all know they don't want continuous all English finals. Yeah, no, you read my mind. They don't want. They don't want to see it. They want. They want different teams in there. And it's gonna. It's gonna happen anyway, though. This is the thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, Real Madrid, but on based on on that 180 minutes display. Um, they are not good. Well, well, they are good. I think Real Madrid are a good team. I think Chelsea are a better team. Real Madrid have world, utterly world class players though, that are I, just they've just been there and done that basically. I think you've summed it up there. They're not. It's the worst they've been for obviously a decade. Yeah. But like this year, last year, it's the worst they've been since Ronaldo signed in 2008, obviously. But 2009, sorry. But like they're still probably the fifth best team in the world, fourth, fifth best team in the world. Hmm. I'd argue that, um, actually thinking about it now, that really reminded me, that leg you had against Real Madrid reminded me of when Tottenham did go out to Juventus because that way performance that we we drew, they, we didn't even win that game um, at the Allianz when Juventus were a really strong team. That's That's been heralded as one of the best performances of the Pochettino era, like Moussa Dembele, like true, true, like black before Blasic. Yeah, I think I've heard that Dembele. It wasn't like BS, but it was almost like we... We outplayed what summed it up was, and I think this applies to Chelsea and Real Madrid as well. We outplayed Juventus for 180 minutes, but crucially, they took what they got, they got, uh, they got the chances, they took the chances, and that's it. They had three chances over, well, no, they scored four goals. They had four, they had four chances over two legs, and they scored every single one basically. And we, we were getting shots cleared off the line, we were getting right. all kinds of bullshit happening, uh, as you'd exactly, expect. Exactly the same. I mean, you saw the stats like obviously the first. We weren't good, but they they weren't particularly great either. Both sides were pretty there. But Ben's just came in clutch and Mendy made a silly error. Yeah. Ultimately, that's why it ended up 3-1. And it just stinks, though. It does stink. And yeah. you realise that... Like, you, saw, you saw the stat, a stat I shared with you boys that like, Chelsea had, what, 50-odd shots across the two legs, like you say. Real had, what, 16? Like, I mean, for Christ's sake, in the 90 minutes of the Bernabeu, Ben barely touched the ball. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, he barely touched well, the ball. He... he gets sniffed. The only moment of quality was that fucking moderate part. I remember him so touching it in the 100th minute. I say that, that was unbelievable. Venom because that pass, oh my God. Champions League I, Heritage Hamster, I'm afraid. My, my jaw was literally in my point. I could not believe what I was watching <laughs> when you did that. What a sight. <laughs> it's, um, I don't know. I don't know how, like, because I think the Champions League really, in club football these days, when it's good, it's a, it's about as good as football can get at a club level, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, especially oh, yeah. when you're a fan of that team. I think thing, as a it? neutral, as a neutral, I'd, I'd say the, I'd rather watch the Premier League in terms of pure entertainment because I, I know more about everyone and I care more about the stakes. Whereas the Champions League, like, I don't know. When your when your team is playing in the Champions League and performing well, it's it's there's no better feeling than that. I think I'm gonna have to disagree because just look at this this week. Obviously, quarter final, second leg. Yeah, it's obviously like the third biggest game week of the Champions League year. Yeah, obviously semi second leg final probably because um, first legs aren't as fun, are they? Let's be real. Um, so, and looking at the four games. Villarreal and Bayern, the one we were least interested in. Everyone expected Bayern to come through at home. Villarreal score a 90th minute equaliser to take them through to win the tie. The the Atletico City game, we expected it to be dull as shit. And yeah, it was nil-nil, but it was electric. I loved everyone was slag. Everyone's been saying how crazy it was and the scenes are unacceptable. I loved it. It was fantastic television. It was one thing I have to say. You do not see that chaos in the Premier League. No, one thing well, I have we to say. Well. We haven't seen that chaos in the Premier League since we were kids watching Jose versus Wenger and Wenger versus Ferguson and the mental scenes that we used to see Arsenal and Chelsea scrapping in cup finals and all of that. Oh yeah, I just I don't get why commentary teams feel they they're obliged to say, "Oh, these are disgraceful scenes." Like. And this so, it's so tired, what I'm about to say. At the end of the day, it's the same. 
everyone wants to see that. There's not yeah. one person in the planet that's like, oh, for fuck's sake, they're fighting on the pitch. What is this? Just get back to the defensive play. Get back to passing it to each other. Oh, no, the back someone's, line. someone's just bundled Foden over and he's rolled 20 times and pulled Grealish's hair. What's boring about that? It's incredible entertainment. Yeah, it's a shame the clicker went out as well. The problem is, right, and I, you know, I wasn't going to turn this into a pet peeves episode, but the fact they scrapped the away goals rule, and you know why they've done that as Honestly, well, by the way. Yeah, I didn't like. I didn't like it either. I thought it's it's odd. I don't. I don't. I get the point of it because at the end of the day, you both play two legs, a home leg and an away leg, so it doesn't yeah. really make a difference. It's not really an advantage in the first place. So I get why, but like like you said about it just kind of feels like Champions League heritage it feels almost wrong I don't know if it's just because it's different but it feels wrong we look like we got to we got the, our, our biggest Champions League moment doesn't happen without that rule so I obviously I have a personal attachment to it as well but I, I can see so plainly why it's been implemented number one and probably the most important reason with scrapping away goals means extra time penalties is more likely, meaning you can advertise more and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And part B to that, and I think this is a compromise made during the Super League BS, is it benefits the bigger teams so much more to not have away goals because then little teams can't pull off scalps. You know, Juventus, they got knocked out by Porto, Leon. Uh, Ajax in like three consecutive years well, by the, yeah, and another, all, done, all done on the away goals as well so yeah, they are like definitely. and no, another good example another good example of that is Bayern, Bayern Villarreal no one expected Villarreal to come through um, well uh, let me just say Hampson, I put a little uh, this, this is really annoying as well I put five pounds on for Villarreal <laughs> and Chelsea to get through to the semi-finals <laughs> I was so oh. close to the big time I was so close to the big time unlucky Chelsea so that's another example where none of us thought they would get through. And like, if it, if obviously Villarreal hadn't scored in the last minute, it would have gone to extra time. It just feels a little bit, just, I don't know, it just feels wrong. Like you say, it feels like, again, it helps the big teams so much more because everyone expected Bayern in the second leg to go and win, be it 1-0, 2-0, 2-1, 3-1, whatever. Everyone expected it and it obviously didn't pan out that way. But weird. It's weird. As a fan, I'm just thinking about it now. I don't associate extra time at all with the Champions League. Like that's just never a thing that I think about. I think about the World oh, Cup. Yeah, it's because you got two legs. It's because you got two legs. It's just it so just unlikely that the World Cup, the League Cup, like, going to extra time in, in the Champions League. I don't think Tottenham have ever done that. It's so weird. It's a weird idea. No way. Never. We've only been in it like three times, Hampson. It's going to be quite, <laughs> it'll be quite unlikely. After um, we mugged you off in 2012, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry. But, um, I, I saw an opportunity. I can not. Yeah, it was um, it was gutting for Chelsea. I wouldn't, but I, I, this one would disagree. I don't think it was one of the best away performances ever. And I, I would stri- I would apply this annoying view as well. Like, if it truly was, you, you do, unfortunately, have to, like succeed on the objective I think that no but I'm talking I'm talking obviously I know it's still exactly what you said but I'm talking performances no one has ever if it had been 4-0 rather than 3-1 no one's ever done that in the burnabout no one's ever overturned a two goal lead in the Champions League they have they have they have have. Ajax did it no 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 no, not where the away leg is second. Oh. No one's ever overturned. So obviously 3-1 in the home with us, 3-1 at the bridge. No one has ever overturned the equivalent of that lead with the second oh, leg away. Oh, obviously, right. obviously Barca, Barca did it. They overturned 4-0, didn't they? Yeah. But that was with the second leg at Camp Nou. No one's ever done a two-goal lead with the, with the reverse away. So if we had done that, which we were not only mere minutes away from, but arguably robbed from doing against the best team in the competition's history at one of the toughest stadiums in the world to get to. And we were, like I say, minutes away from doing it and not only doing it, but doing it in some style, then it, mm. it's got to go down as that, surely. 
I just, yeah, I think it will get rightly lost. Admit, the, uh, like like the I say, in, in vain, like I say, in vain, everyone's going to forget that we played so well ultimately because mm-hmm. the way it panned out. But wait, what game yes. are you talking about? No, I'd argue Chelsea have had better way. I am, I am not wearing my Real Madrid kit for a very, very long time. <laughs> yeah, truly is Harlem, Harlem Madrid. I, I do hate them though. I do, I do. I hate everyone in the Champions League now. Even Liverpool. I don't want Liverpool to win. I want Villarreal to win. Villarreal all the way. Yeah, disgusting. I, to be honest, I I didn't even think it was that surprising that they beat Bayern. It looked like Villarreal. They just got that. They got that dog in them. You know. Hmm. Bayern don't have don't have anything like that right now. They're looking a bit a bit rubbish. Yeah, I was a bit rubbish. I was surprised because they've only been rubbish in the league a few odd fixtures where i've seen they've been like really rubbish but i don't know it just felt like they still had some of that juice from a couple of years ago where they were just steamrolling teams you know they beat us what seven one over two legs they beat barca eight two they were steamrolling everyone i mean they thrashed two calls psg in the final and two calls psg beat us seven seven two as well they were, like I say, they were steamrolling everyone. And it's basically the same team. So I thought they still still had some of that, but apparently apparently not. Yeah. No, and I'm thinking about it now, right, with this whole this whole sort of corruption thing in European football. Like we were kicked out of the conference league because we couldn't <laughs> play a game because of COVID. I feel like if the, people sorry. don't make a fuss about that because no, no one no, cares no, about that's the not corruption. League. That's Fucking banter. <laughs> that is just like what the fuck. Like I'm thinking about it now. Like it's conference league, so like who cares? And it's only done our season a world of good by that happening. Mm. Um, truly, we'd be like 18th oh, if if we were in the conference league. But you see what it does to West Ham, right? Like West Ham are like useless on a weekend now because they're playing. They're giving everything yeah, in the yeah. Week. Look at look at Villarreal in the league. They can't buy a league win. They haven't won in the league for like. Five or six fixtures because they're still going to the Champions League semi final. It's hard work. I mean, like I say, it's the same with us last season. We went all the way to the final, and on the weekends, we were losing like 5 2 to West Brom and shit. It's, it's exhausting playing that much football. Yeah. <laughs> Great stuff. It's a, it's yeah, when a, Chelsea, a lot of when Chelsea lose, Chelsea really lose. Don't they? Oh, I've, I've, so do you know, remember when we did the most embarrassing moments? And I, I gave it. We have, we have had some stinkers. Like we don't lose that badly, really, to the big boys, do we? We've had a couple over the years. I remember a six 0 to City, but that was under Sari, so that doesn't count. Um, other than that, yeah. I can't really think of any batterings by the big boys. But against some of the small boys, we have been all battered. Like I say, four one to Brentford, four one to Watford, four one four nil to Ball, um, Bournemouth. We've had some stinkers. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. It's true. But yeah, let's um let's look to the future, Hamson. It's basically season. I mean, you got you got the FA Cup semi final tomorrow. That's all yeah. Chelsea have to play for, isn't it? Really, the the cup really is it now. Yeah, top four should be should be done and dusted. Um, I thought we might have jeopardised it after the after the Brentford mishap, but you know. Arsenal, United, and Spurs. No one wants to win. Outdoing themselves, Arsenal outdoing themselves with three defeats since then. So you know, thank you. Oh, we've got Stinkwatch coming up, Hamilton. So don't worry, we'll we'll get onto that. Uh, we know we know who's going on there. I've got someone lined up in my sights. Um, I mean, he's got a very trim haircut and he lives in North London. Yeah, I mean, there could be a lot of players. To be fair, or a lot of managers. I indeed, mean, I didn't mean players. No, I'll tell you what I'm going to... Who are we going to put on Stinkwatch? Yeah, let's just go straight to it. Because I've, I've been trying to think about my Stinkwatch yeah, for a while now. We should have done Stinkwatch at the start. Why didn't we do Stinkwatch at the start? This is, this is a, month, a monthly Stinkwatch as well. So this has got a lot of factors at play here. Oh, that's true. That's true. I mean, you know me. I, I think I've already literally put Arsenal FC as on Stinkwatch. It's got to um, be. They've lost four in five, like... It's just because... And I know you Arsenal guys aren't here to defend yourselves. And you're going to hear this put yeah. back and you're going to be annoyed. But it, and it's so. I've heard this before. This point made: Arsenal fans in the league are the most susceptible to buying into hype, and then seeing seeing it cut, crash in front of their very eyes as quickly as as they believed it would, 
uh, go up in, in that sense. Like, it's, yeah. it's it's incredible. It's incredible. Just when you think, like, and I know I'm saying I'm saying it's Spurs. Just fans. when they no leg to stand on. And it's just like, yeah, Arteta's really got a team going here. And like, literally one one little bit of the of the perfect conditions that enabled that team to work. So suddenly a little piece breaks off, and then suddenly they're losing every single game again. Yeah, How fragile one, it is! It's so fragile. Um, so I'm very tempted. Days. I'm very tempted to put Arsenal on there again because. You see what happens when it's not the most perfect situation ever, and you're suddenly susceptible to injuries and playing more than once a month. Oh, all of a sudden, oh no, we're losing games, guys, and we're getting outplayed as well. Like Brighton, Brighton are a really good team to be fair. They outplayed us as well, so I can't really talk. But we'll see. Um, they didn't look before, before I go any further here. Pat and Ed, they would, they never said top four confirmed. They never posted that picture of Arsenal or Martinelli in the Champions League with the music player at the top. <laughs> Thankfully, we didn't get that because we'd have to hold a trial I mean, for those I'm guys. Quite, I'm show. quite sad we didn't get that. I would have been reveling. I would have been living it up right now if they had gone to those extremes. Then there's also some other candidates I want to put on Stink Watch. Um, I think I've got a funny one, but after you. No, Hampson, please, please. All right. Well, I. Do recall the last time we did Stink Watch, which obviously was, like you say, about a month ago, if if I haven't missed an episode, we tried to put, well, no, 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 not we, you tried to put someone on Stink Watch despite scoring a hat trick. <laughs> well, he didn't listen to who I was going to say again. Here. Do, you remember, do you remember who it was? Well, no, because I want to put him on Stink Watch again. You want to this as well. <laughs> I don't care. Can, can I don't we, care what he does. Can we put him on for a second time in a row, despite scoring a hat trick both times? Is that is that taking the piss at a single watch? Because I mean, he's a dick. Mm. Yeah. No. No. It, it, no. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm thinking about it now. Yeah. No. Cristiano Ronaldo. I swear to God, this guy. I don't care if he's got that. He's got a hat trick against Tottenham. I don't. He's doesn't a bad mean person. anything. He doesn't do anything. He picks and chooses which games he wants to play. He's like, oh, City, don't, ooh, don't fancy that one. Nah, we'll, 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 we'll save that. And then, oh, Norwich at home? Oh, yeah, no, I'm fit. I'm fit. I've bounced back from COVID. I'm all good. Scores a hat trick. And not even, have you watched the goals? Rubbish. No, I haven't, I haven't. Just so rubbish. It's, not, today, a good, it's really? not a good hat trick. He scores a free kick, in quotation marks, free kick. Crappiest free kick I've true, ever man. seen in my life. I've ever seen in my life. Did he, did he do a sue against Norwich? What do you, what do you think? Oh, God, no. Sue's all round. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) And needless to say, he smashed a phone out of a kid's hand because he was a bit upset that he stunk the joint out for like the 18th consecutive game. And you've got a couple of bad tackles, like diddums. You play football, of course you're going to get tackles. I just, I don't don't like, this is the thing, the start of the season... I feel like I'm going off on a tangent here. At the start of the season, I was excited to have him back in the league because he's yeah, just, I was saying, you, want, saying. you want the best, you want the best players, but he's not one I of was, the best. I was, I was scared of United. I was thinking United might be might be looking good, but just, he's not. He's not good. Like yeah. he, they cater their system to him and him alone, and then when he doesn't play very well, which is most of the time, surprisingly, United aren't very good. I watched that game against Watford, Man United versus Watford, nil nil. That is the most damning, damning indictment of Cristiano Ronaldo I've ever seen. How are you getting yeah, locked yeah. up by Cabasele and... <laughs> I don't even know who the other guy was. I don't know who it was. <laughs> I don't, I, I've never seen Cabasele play before. CR7 getting like bullied in the air by like cleverly. Like, I just can't believe what I'm seeing. No, he's Stinkwatch. Um... I'm sorry to everyone listening that thinks you just put Ronaldo in here every week. I know. I'm sorry. I mean, it is funny that we seem to only do episodes and put him on when he scores hat-tricks as well. <laughs> I think literally the last time we recorded was off the back of him scoring hat-tricks. That's exactly what I mean. Like that. And I put him yeah, simply, you know, I don't care what he does. He he He's finished. And if you, if you watch football, if you but watch him every week, you'd, you, you'd come to the same I, conclusion that he's finished. I wouldn't, I wouldn't back that. If he wasn't an asshole off the pitch as well as on the pitch, hmm. it's his antics yeah. off the pitch that seal the deal for me. I've got another one as well, and this is another Stinkwatch favourite, uh, Gwen Shaka. And this is not uh, even like see, the my, my Arsenal suggestion was going to be Arteta for completely fumbling the bag of what was 
really good form and dipping into, well, basically cocking up top four. No, I think you'll give us a lot of credit. You know, he's like the, the Harry Houdini of, of football management. Like this guy, is an, he's not good. He convinced, <laughs> he convinced right, the yeah. world. He doesn't deserve he to be on Stinkwatch because he's somehow still got a job. <laughs> yeah, he's talented. He's talented in some ways. He's just not good at, a fo- at being a football manager. When look, look, I, 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 my, I don't think he's a bad manager. I just think he he requires a lot of things to go his way to make things work. And then yeah. the second yeah. things stop working, he doesn't. He's not the right person to, to turn it around. Um, yeah, he does. So, he's not exactly terribly adaptable, is he? Or at least I mean, that's I mean, the way. Even then, Hamilton, you've got Fat Frank out here, and I don't even care that he picked up three points against Man United. Everton, Everton could still very well go down. I think now oh, that yeah. Burnley have sacked Sean Dyche, which also is a stink watch worthy offence. But bear in mind, actually, I think yeah. I, I think Burnley with Sean Dyche they had a chance there, and now now that yeah. chance is gone. That chance is gone. Yeah, I don't know what, what they're thinking. I don't know what their fixture list is looking like. But like they literally just beat Everton in a in a in a relegation tussle. Like I don't get what they're. They did lose to Norwich three 0 Yeah, yeah, they <laughs> lost to Norwich, but they're still actually. I've just looked at their running. The only top half team they're playing. Oh no, West Ham and you. That's it. They've got six very winnable games there. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they they have a so. they have a run of Southampton, Wolves, Watford, Villa, Villa, Newcastle. They're six very winnable games, aren't they? Yeah, no, honestly. Um, so I don't know what they're thinking. Second, 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 big Sean Dutch. Prayers up for Sean Dutch. He's on praise watch. He's on memory watch out here because uh, yeah. he will definitely get another Premier League job. Like, he's in no trouble. He'll probably. I'm backing him to replace Gerard at Villa because mm. Gerard's okay. not been good either. Gerard's escaped the escaped the gauntlet. He's not looking good. He's lost a lot of matches. He's so far beaten the uh, fraud charges a little bit, hasn't he? Yeah, that's, uh, no, that's I know. I know. You you are doing. You're doing to him what I'm doing to Frank Lampard. You're you are <laughs> so desperate for him to fail, aren't you? No, I I like. I want. I think. I thought Stevie G was a good manager. He did very well at Rangers. I'm surprised. I mean, he started off well. The first four or five games, they looked good, didn't they? They pushed City, pushed City and Liverpool, but imagine they, him in that Aston Villa press press. Like commentary thing when they're asking questions, and he's getting slowly a bit more aggravated every single week. The Scouse accents really, really riling him up. Riling him up. Frank, I love seeing Frank Lampard. I would love seeing him stress. I, I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm, <laughs> I'm an evil person. Maybe I'm a wrong person. I don't know. But seeing him in these press conferences immediately after the game, and he's so gutted. I don't know why that. I like seeing that. I just love it. Is it because he made you feel that way for about 13 years? No, I think it's because. <laughs> No, it's not that because I feel like <laughs> <laughs> I think he's because he's, he's an articulate guy who I think I, it's not I don't know because no bitterness towards him I don't, I think he seems like a nice nice enough it's person. True, yeah. Well, you detest JT with every fibre bit. I think maybe it's also to his credit. Like I can so see how frustrated he is with mm-hmm. other managers. They can disguise it a bit better with him. He's so clearly so pissed off. And I do think there are some things to do with his career that I feel like he shouldn't really have got where he's gotten so far, in my opinion. So to see it all come home to roost is, ooh, so sweet. But he's not my Stinkwatch nominee. My Stinkwatch nominee is... Whoa, 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 rewind. On a tangent, what do you mean? Things he shouldn't have got. Do you mean the Chelsea job or what? Well, no, I mean, let's face facts out. He should never have got the Chelsea job, ever. Yeah, but he got the Chelsea job based on circumstances. Any other know, time in the, on merit, in the world, I'm talking about on merit. Yeah, ordinarily, ordinarily, he wouldn't have a chance. He got it on circumstances, and you could make an argument like it is what it is. Should, should he have even got the derby job first time out on merit? No, why shouldn't he? Arteta's managing Arsenal first time, yeah, but he didn't get that on merit. That's what Rudy's I'm saying. He's a derby first time out, derby would derby. I mean, he did well, he took him to the playoffs. We're going down the, the lines of. Players they retire immediately managing big clubs just because they were good players. I don't like yeah. that. I think that's that's by and large a crap idea, and it's only worked in very isolated circumstances. There's, um, there's no reason he shouldn't have got the derby job. Come on, 
okay, like I, I, I think there's an argument to be made there. You, you cannot say to me that he was deserving of the Chelsea job. No, but he got that. it. He, he got it. He got it. Circumstances were strange. No, it's not. No, it's not. That's not. That's not merit. It's not merit. That's, but like, it's certain, that's it, like the Chelsea job it. opens up, and then suddenly everyone dies in the entire world, and then I take the Chelsea job. That's not fair. I mean. I'd get, I'd get him in better shape than he would. I'd sort them out. But then, but then, all right, okay. So you, you've got the derby. What, what many people believe is a failure. I think it's a bit harsh. He, no, he didn't them fail the derby. Got him to a playoff final. We can't. Chelsea? Did, did he succeed with Chelsea? I know the transfer ban. That was. We've had this. Started. He succeeded in one season, flopped monumentally in the other. Overall failed. So then, to come out of from that, to then get the Everton job. I, eh, no, sorry. No, no, no. That's not no, I think, again, I think the Everton job was based on... Name. It's just name. name I mean, who was, who was the other guy they were... He was up against... V- Vitor Pereira, who's like yeah. some random Turkish guy. Or Portuguese guy, sorry. Some some guy none of us had ever heard of. There's no reason he shouldn't have got the job. Like, I, the look, alternatives are, what, the better managers in the championship. I mean, look at again, Daniel Farker, who we thought was decent at Norwich. He's gone somewhere else and stank up the joint. So. Did we think he was decent? I don't know. I, I never thought he was. I mean, he, did. he, got, Norwich up. he, he got Norwich up twice in a row. So. Yeah. That's what he I mean. got down look, twice in a row, if though. If you look down at the championship and try and get good managers, like, obviously, you wouldn't say Gerard got the Villa job not off merit because he got it off merit of how well he did at Rangers. Yeah. But, now he's not doing so hot. They were just then in a better position to start with than Everton. Because I'd argue that, and this is a very much game's gone, like boomer mentality for me, but I still stick by it. Like I believe managers should apply their trades like a lot lower down the leagues than, than what is expected of them now. So. I think I think so too. But like Gerard to like walk into the Rangers, the Rangers job, you know, one of the biggest clubs in Scotland, one of the biggest clubs in the country. Like that. And it worked, so it's not it's not a problem. But like that's that's what I, that's what I mean. Like you see, some managers some managers drop house. right down. Some managers like Sol Campbell. I think he he started managing like South End. But Ed, you like got to you got to think. Yeah, obviously, there, there's a reason for that though, and that is big big racism. That's why. Um, but that's another another story in management. But you got to think. There's a reason why these guys are hired because if you look at Frank's career. He's worked with two, and this is actually, was he under the city? He's worked with yeah, two of the best managers in history in Mourinho and Ancelotti at Chelsea. And who knows whatever, whatever other number of elite managers. Obviously, his uncle is Harry Redknapp, one of the best managers in English, one of the best English managers Always of the helps. Like... Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's that's what I mean. Like he has been surrounded by elite football mentality his entire life. Rangers or Derby or whoever aren't going to hire someone who, yeah, they might have done well at South End, but has never been in an elite football environment. They might have had twenty years in League Two doing great, but they're not going to hire someone who's never even experienced elite football. Whereas Frank or Gerard or whoever. Gerard worked under Klopp, Benitez, and again all those Capello, all those top managers as well. It's the experience You're exposed to elite you football. Probably learn, you probably learn more being in the just being in the dressing room than working in the conference. You know, it's probably I more my, comparable. My point, especially is more when you're like, talking about captains, when you're talking about leaders of the dressing room as well. It's more. I believe it's clubs, modern clubs, and Everton are the biggest case of this. You're going, you're not, the name brand is now so important in terms of manager. It's such a big part of, of that aspect of it now that you're almost foregoing like actual experience. And you're just saying, well, Frank, like what, what informed the Everton board to say, to suggest in any way that Frank Lampard was a suitable man to get them out of that, that job there, get them out of that crisis? What, what suggested them to that? 
his name. Well, he's a good player, so therefore he like, that, that is just yeah. ridiculous. Like if they fired him at the start of next season and they were still in the league, no one would ever would question it really. It's the fact that they've hired him in a relegation battle that is, like you say, dumb because it there's nothing to suggest on his resume that he could have is capable of fighting in a relegation battle. It's like Pirlo as well. Like Pirlo getting the Juventus job having managed their youth team for like a couple of years. Oh yeah. Well, and Pirlo, he comes in Pirlo, and he Pirlo fails. Pirlo fumbled it. And you know, Chevy, we'll see what happens with, with that. Like Barcelona playing a bit better, but then they lost the other in Europe. Like yeah, exactly. Like so I'm not gonna hear anything about, about Chevy yet. Ronald Coma, like I just I just, it's just a bit game's gone for me. I won't lie to you. It's a bit game's oh, gone. Yeah, but I mean, we've we've gone so far off. Then, yeah, I know. We've gone what, what, what we're meant to be talking about. But at the end of the day, everyone in elite football management played elite football. Like, Not everyone. to what degree? I mean, yeah, if you look at everyone, the only person I can think of who didn't even play pro is Jose. Like, what about the best, even, best manager in? In the UK, even Tuchel played best for like manager in the UK. Pep, the South Coast Mourinho. I'll piss off. <laughs> <laughs> Pep played for Barca, obviously. You know, everyone to some degree played pretty high quality football. Like we're not talking playing for South End. Was Potter not, not big every player? At- was Potter not I think he was semi-pro. <laughs> no, he was like, I don't know. He thinks he's like semi-pro or something. He's obviously like grew up with the game. I mean, you imagine for his working, a lot of his young working career or younger than he is now, he was working in football in some capacity. I don't think he was professional though. Oh, there you go. No, he played for, played for West Brom, York City, Boston United. Oh, big boys. <laughs> no, he, played, he was a, he was a bench, bench player for West Brom. Fair enough. I take your point though. We got we do have South to find Am- a South candidate Hampton, in Hampton. Stoke, West Brom. Like, that's what I mean. They're still at that point in the early two thousands. They were Premier League clubs, so mm. he still got to a decent ish level. Like, yeah, I think okay. We have to we have to we have to finalize these things here. We're gonna need a stinkwatch nominee. Yeah, we went we went way off. Well, how do we even get to to? <laughs> Managerial managers. legacies. Can I do two? Because I want an on-field and an off-field. Yep. On-field, it's got to be Arteta because he's fumbled the bag. That he's technically we off-field, isn't he? We thought. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, thought that I was like on-field for the so for the players. I'm going for Arteta. We like <laughs> we thought he'd turned the corner and he's just yeah, hit a massive speed bump and fumbled it and showed his sort of. Inadaptability to get yes, he has. through challenges. Um, he's good when he has it easy. He's not good when it's a challenge. And ultimately, football management is difficult. Like, so uh, I mm. think he's fumbled it big time. And off field, it's got to be Cronald. Um, it's got to be. Yeah, Ronaldo. Ronaldo overall is my stinkwatch nominee. And um, it's, for, it's for a couple of reasons, namely the phone dropping incident. If you if you guys have not heard about that, do look it up. I can't I can't believe he hasn't been banned. You know, oh, it is, it is an actual, actual crime, an actual crime. He's believe, yeah, he assaulted a child. Like, <laughs> let's, let's think about let's think about Hampson. Like, so you're playing like a charity football game, right? And I did that, and I threw threw a member of the public's phone on the floor and stamped on it. Yeah. You think I'd just be able to do that the next week and no one will say anything? But think about yeah. it. I, I just hate this guy. Get him though. Yeah. Get him out. He's on Stinkwatch. Stinkwatch through and through. Not okay. Not okay. So he's and he scored a hat trick. Two days scored a hat trick to fire his team back into the Champions League running. I don't care. Fuck him <laughs> off. He's, he's on Stinkwatch. We need a praise watch though as well. And I've got my, my praise watch nominee is, is Graham Potter. Is I'm it? saying it. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> you would six have points from North London. Four nil. <laughs> got six points from North London. After like basically losing every game this year so far, yes. it's great stuff. He's, he's opened it wide open. It is true. I will give you that. That's... Yeah, fair enough. That's not a bad, not a bad week for Brighton after a very mediocre season. Or Luka Modric for that pass because that's one of the best oh, passes I've ever seen. Go away! 
Uh, Emerson, Emerson. Let me paint a picture. I told you, I never want right to now. hear about if, that ever again. If Mason Mount played that pass, if Mason Mount played that pass, I don't, I don't even know what would happen to you as a person. I think you'd be. I mean, he played irreversibly changed to assist Havertz to score the winner in the Champions it League. It weren't like that though. It weren't. It weren't like what Modric one was like. You know, they had the little opera, opera music over the top. I mean, it was this pretty the good. Game. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty that was like FIFA. That was like literally like a good. Oh, FIFA. I mean, Mount's one. Oh yeah, whatever. Champions League whatever. Final. Right, Potter's on on praise watch. That's it. I'm just nailing it down. Um, and uh, let's, let's end it there. I don't know what this episode is going to be called. I don't know what we're going to title this because it's just been. Yeah, no one else really deserves praise. Watch. I mean, Liverpool are on an unbelievable run of form, but I hate Liverpool, so no. If we won today, I'd say Conte, to be honest. But no. No, no, no. It's Potter, Big Pots, future England manager, future <laughs> future World Cup winner, I should say. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's a bold claim. Great part of future World Cup winner. Very well claimed. All right, Hamilton, we'll go wrap it up. Uh, Don't know what this episode's going to be called. Don't know what we're going to call it. Um, But yeah, pace and power. Try to get as regularly to you as possible, even though in these times, in these unforeseen circumstances, it's difficult. It's going to be tricky to keep them up regularly, but it is what it is. Especially, let's not lie, summer's going to be. Oh, we're all and busy and yeah. We'll find a way. We'll find a way. We can do it. We'll be bringing these these top stories to you. Pay some power. I'll record, I'll record my sessions while I'm in with patients. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just say, do you shut up over that one second? Yeah, anyway, <laughs> Mount, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, no, I don't but, care um, about your back. Ronaldo's an awful. <laughs> Ronaldo's on Stinkwatch. <laughs> Speaking of which, I'm saying, have you been plugging the podcast in your... Uh, at your, at your job? Not with my 16 other patients. Do you don't think they'd enjoy it? Eh? You don't think they'd enjoy it? Not really, no. <laughs> I they'd love it. And on that note, <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode, uh, do all the good stuff. Like, so, share. in the car, shifted. Yeah, that bullshit. That is the most disgusting show I've ever seen in my life. I hate that colour. Like, that, like slime yeah. green. Hampson's wearing like the Cardiff away kit from uh, third bit maybe from here or so a year or two ago, so uh, second bit there or something. It was yeah. a fiver, they were practically giving it away. <laughs> yeah, well I can see that. I mean. <laughs> anyway, Hamilton, good to have you on. And then guys, we'll see you in the next one. Peace. Ready?